There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life changes very quickly in a very positive way, if you let it. Lindsay Vaughn Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, friends. Wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a good day, and the day you deserve. This is Stuart, and welcome back to the podcast where we explore topics relating to mental health, wellness, interpersonal development, self-confidence. I am your host, I am Stuart, and today we have a thought-provoking episode centered around one of my passions. And when I say passions, I mean it probably causes a emotional hissy fit every time I have to do it, and then I feel amazing afterwards, after a 30-minute hour, two-hour session, and that is the importance of exercise in our everyday life. I would like to discuss the benefits that it brings to our performance, our mental health, in our personal relationships, working relationships, our sexual health, our self-confidence, and our personal development. I want to reference, you know, the insights of medical professionals in this specific episode, um, fitness professionals, dietitians, to provide just some evidence-based perspectives. But what role does exercise play in our overall well-being? Um, straight off the bat, and I'm pretty sure no one will disagree, that it does play a vital role. And if we talk about the influence that it has over our mental health, we can see that exercise has been widely studied for its positive effects. You know, if we if we look at uh, Brianna Weist, who I quite, who I am quite adamant is now one of these not so much life coaches, but mentors to so many with giving her transparency in her works, especially um, the Mountain Is You. Brianna talks about the highlights of how exercise releases endorphins, 
the natural mood enhancer, how these endorphins could help reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression and improve our overall mood and increase feelings of happiness. This is nothing new, friends. But additionally, I'd like to promote W.B. Thompson, who is a prominent advocate for how exercise could be a form of medicine. Having published many research articles emphasizing how regular physical activity could alleviate stress, improve cognitive function, and enhance sleep quality, and disregarding the, sweet, the sleep quality aspect of this, if you follow me and the journey that I've had over the last two years, you will know how much I am an advocate for utilizing one's physical health in terms of physical excursion and exercise to help with one's mental health. But unfortunately, as for sleep quality, we're not there yet, friends. We're not there yet. Now, if you don't mind me shifting just a little bit into one of my... <laughs> my personal idols for fitness, who... I'm, I'm not a man who is anyway interested in sports at all, but I have great respect for so many professionals... None more so than Mr. Ben Francis, the creator of the brand Gymshark, and how the sole focus of this brand at the infancy to what it is now today, this global phenomena, is that performance can lead to immense amount of self-confidence. And by performance, we mean exercise, working on oneself. Ben Francis, who has been deeply immersed in the fitness industry now for well over a decade, believes that exercise is a powerful tool for personal growth and development. And let's call a spade a spade. When you engage in regular physical activity, our bodies will become stronger and more resilient. Physical transformation positively impacts your performance in various areas of your life. Additionally, exercise would allow us to set and achieve fitness goals, which turn into boosts of self-confidence and our self-belief in ourselves. As the saying goes, you know, um, if you look good, you feel good. But I want to take away the material aspect of that, because what I used to believe, and this was from um, C.T. Fletcher, was that, you know, leave the house when you feel your most powerful, when you look the best, and you will feel the most confident. If we take away our material possessions, i.e. our clothes, our our lotions, our potions, we are only left with our body, our skin, and our physical self. If you were to take away everything materialistic, would you feel confident in front of the mirror naked? And I ask myself this question most days, and I actually have a, a challenge up on the Discord where we give ourselves self-love affirmations every day in the mirror. When you look good, you feel good, but I I want to kind of play on this and say, when you look good through the hard work you've put in, you will feel good. And that hard work could be from working a job. It could be from your family life. It could be from just working in everyday life, working your best, trying your hardest. But those are all external. 
the most centered thing we can do for ourselves to feel good is reflect upon ourselves. And that could be done through physical activity. It could be done through meditation, a form of self-care. But we're just looking at the terms of physical exercise right now. You hear it all the time when you go to the gym. It's like, um, why did you start going to the gym? Oh, because I want to build muscle. I want to lose weight. Why do you continue to go to the gym now? Well, I'll tell you, it makes my sexual life a lot more active. I just feel a lot more like I want to get some. <laughs> and this is beyond, beyond true. Exercise has been proven it's linked to improved sexual health in multiple ways by engaging in regular physical activity. I mean, it promotes better blood circulation, which could enhance arousal, sexual response. Additional to like exercise, it can be shown as a boost of self-confidence and body image leading to increased sexual self-esteem. When you look good, you feel good. Oh, no. She is here in my notes. I want to cite Dr. Um, Rachel Thompson. Um, yes, okay. Um, exercise is medicine. Um, Dr. Rachel Thompson back in 2020 emphasized that positive impact of exercise on sexual health is a highlight for the role of physical fitness in improving overall well-being, including sexual satisfaction. So basically, if you want to feel better in the bedroom... Get your ass up. This goes way, way back to um, the five-second rule discipline where I'm saying if you want to be active, if there's anything you want to do in your life, you need to get your ass up off the couch. You need to get active. And that's something as rigorous as trying to deadlift your body weight to literally just walking around the the block, the corner, doing the cul-de-sac, you know, twice a week. Something that will get you physically active and make you feel good in your own body. Sorry digressing, but let's delve deeper into the topic of mental health development through fitness and exercise. The, the benefits and potentials, potential disadvantages. Like it's a mood enhancement. Engaging in physical activity triggers the release of endorphins. We've talked about that with which is a natural mood booster. Um, it would alleviate symptoms of anxiety and depression. I will, I will put my hand up to those. It will improve like an overall mood and promote a sense of well-being. Stress reduction. Yes, you are putting your body under immense amount of stress sometimes when it comes to exercise, rigorous training, cardiovascular training. But exercise serves as an effective stress management tool by reducing the production of stress hormones like cortisol and increasing the production of endorphins or um, oxytocin. Regular physical activity can help alleviate tension and improve sleep quality and promote relaxation. For those of us who are, you know, trying to add physical activity to our lives, we know after a good workout, after a good run, a good jog, a good walk, how tired but satisfied we are. We know that it would improve a sense of relaxation because our body is basically saying, we are done. But like cognitive function, um, exercise has been shown that it can enhance our cognitive function and memory, improve blood flow to the brain, promoting the growth of new neurons and improving the overall brain health. This can lead to an improved focus in our everyday lives. 
attention and mental clarity. Self-esteem, like, if you don't like the way you look, that will have a massive impact into your life. And when I say don't like the way you look, that doesn't mean we have to look like Heidi Klum or Zac Efron constantly. It means like you just are happy with where you are in your body image for yourself. You're not worried or comparing about how you look compared to other people. And as someone who is constantly in the gym, constantly trying to work up a ways, there are times when I'd have to hold my hand up and say, why don't I look like this person? Why can't I push as much weight as this other person? It all comes down to a sense of self. Do I feel good enough in myself? If we were to take away all external factors. But there is an overall positive impact in our self-perception and confidence when we lose that sense of comparison. But social interaction and support, you know, participating in some group classes, exercise, PT, or team sports could provide opportunities and social interaction and connection. Now, I will say again, I am not a man who is mad in sport, but I do love sporting activities. I do like that sense of connection. And this is also the guy who doesn't like being around most people because of social anxiety. When you get into that state of flow, that mindset, there's something there. And I think this is what emphasizes why so many people love supporting their sports teams or their community in the games. There is a sense of being together, being connected, not feeling isolated when it comes to sports and activities like that. There is a disadvantage, though, to exercise. Like, let's let's call a spade a spade. Overtraining could lead to burnout. Excessive exercise or an obsession with fitness can lead to overtraining. Pushing your body beyond its limits is just as detrimental as lack of sleep. Um, I want to say eating disorders. I'm trying to also be like very politically correct in these episodes. So pushing your body without proper rest or recovery could be very detrimental to your emotion, emotional scape and your mental health, causing feelings of frustration, decreased motivation, decreased sense of self-worth. Constant comparison is a slippery slope. And being fully transparent... It is one that I find myself on far too often. Unrealistic body standards, that's... I think we've all been faced with that at one shape, way, or form in our lives. You know, the fitness industry has promoted, you know, certain body ideals that are really unattainable. Unless you're in the gym for three, four hours every day. Unless you're on, like, such rigid, strict diets... Film industries, TV shows, modeling campaigns, everything sets this unattainable standard. And luckily, luckily we, luckily we are starting to break down that mold, that wall. But the negative self-image has kind of been steeped into society for so long that 
it is very hard to come away from it. We almost have to take a pause and take a breath and say, this is me. I do not need to hold my value compared to what I see online or compared to this picture of this person. It's, it's interesting, my friends, when we look at like the negative side of trying to be fit. Like, exercise is also an addiction. The excretion of endorphins and oxytocin. While exercise can have an addiction, it's relatively rare, but it can occur. Again, it's something that I must hold my hand up. Like, if I didn't go to the gym at one point in my life for at least two hours, I would feel like a failure if I didn't go to the gym for maybe six days out of seven you know doing rigorous exercise i'd probably feel like a failure if i felt like i wasn't on a good enough diet i'd feel like a failure it's unhealthy is what i'm trying to say to over obsess if there's no need in your everyday life and most people don't need to over obsess over the scale over your diet eat what you want an unhealthy preoccupation with exercise could lead to compulsive behaviors, neglecting other aspects of your everyday life. If you're so consumed with this one, one part, one facet, it seeps in to everything. It could cause distress. You'd be engaged in just the physical activity. And when your body burns out and you're not able to do it, you'd feel a detrimental self sense of self-worth in your mental health, which would just be low self-esteem. What I'm trying to say is it would be very negative mentally for us. Would you like a side of syrup with that waffle, Stuart? I don't know. Maybe I would. Thank you. Today's episode is sponsored by Stuart Goes Off on a Tangent. There is a pressure, though. I want to, I would like to at this point, there is a pressure to try and compare yourself to others your age, older, younger, who you see around like the same time that you go to the gym or you um, are walking on the street every day or you're in the same vicinity of or you're working with. There may be a culture of comparison and the pressure to achieve certain performance and body standards. It, it, it creates stress anxiety, feelings of inadequacy. Have you ever felt any of these? Particularly for individuals who don't feel like they measure up to other people. If you have a low sense of self, a low self-esteem, you always try to compare yourself to others to find value in yourself. But to maximize on the benefits of exercise for mental health development while minimizing these potential disadvantages, it's crucial to prioritize a balance. Listen to your body's needs, set realistic goals, and speak to professional guidance. Exact same with your mental health. If you need to speak to a professional, do. Remember, exercise should be a tool for both the physical the spiritual, the holistic well-being, promoting mental and physical health rather than a source of distress. I, 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 I'd actually like to... 
Stuart, you're waffling. Yes, I know, but I'd like to discuss someone who is a massive mentor, even though I've never met the man before. And that would be the Iceman, Wim Hof. Um, Wim Hof, for those of you who don't know, dear listener, is a Dutch extreme athlete known for his extraordinary achievements in unique training methods, I guess is what you say, and how he gained attention for their... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. There are potential benefits for mental health, and this is through swimming under icebergs, cold training, staying in water for up to five, six minutes, running across the Sahara Desert barefoot or up mount everest barefoot in shorts whim and mental health is they're synonymous now to me whenever i have very stressful days i'd usually try to do some form of cold training some form of deep breathing through meditation but the wim hof method is a combination of this it's breathing exercises cold exposure and mind techniques whilst Scientific research on the specific effects of the methods are still emerging. There are several potential benefits. I mean, like stress reduction. 100% can attest to this, that the method does improve specific breathing exercises that are shown to activate, um, like, some area of the nervous system. One second, I can find it. I have it here. So, it's the parasympathetic nervous system promoting relaxation and reducing stress levels. Try say that 10 times fast. And this can lead to improved emotional well-being and resilience from stress and like improved focus and mental clarity. The breathing techniques from Wim Hof, you know, enhance oxygenization and blood flow. This potentially leading to improved cognitive function focus mood enhancement would be another one definitely like engaging in the the wim hof method can be reported many times by practitioners that improved mood and overall emotional well-being if you look up yes theory on youtube you will see there it's it's only about 15 minutes but it's a documentary of these random americans going over to wim hof spending a week with him and just trying to figure out you know what works, what doesn't work for them, and how it can benefit them in their journey. It's it's quite an entertaining little mini documentary if you're ever interested on just like these random people who never followed the method before being thrown headfirst into it. But it also shows, you know, from their accomplishments how challenging it can be. And it is very true, you know, to try and have an emotional state of well-being through breathing, meditation, and cold training. That, that's still quite hard when the way we've lived every day has not been exposed to so much cold, so much form of deep breathing. 
It's trying to reset yourself, reset your body. But it does contribute in in some aspect. The positive effects does contribute to your mental health. I guess that's what I was trying to get across and why I was promoting it so much. But like, Wim emphasizes the power of mindset and the ability to overcome like so many barriers in your life through simple training techniques. Intentionally exposing oneself to discomfort or like the cold, people can develop mental resilience, which is in itself a positive attitude and a self of empowerment, almost stoicism to a sense. One phrase that I've started to really detest that is now becoming quite popular in pop culture is it's a canon event. And this literally means it's just it's just something that has to happen, good or bad, the result. And this goes back to a phrase, I guess, when I was millennial, when millennials were cool, we were never cool compared to the boomers and Gen Zers. But the phrase, it is what it is, you have to move on. To have a canon event, it is what it is. Wim's personal journey is very much a canon event. It is what it is. I mean, it's filled with accomplishments. It's a huge form of inspiration for so many people, but it's filled with so much feats of tragedy and, you know, like what he'd expose his body to. Wim has demonstrated the remarkable capabilities of the human body, mind, and soul. But food consumption for nourishment versus pleasure. And this is a horrible one for me. And I think it's what's caused me the most anxiety reading through these notes and just thinking, am I the right person to talk about food? So we're going to be very technical in this sense. Like research does suggest that individuals and their attitudes and motivations towards food can vary. Some people view food primarily as a source of nourishment. Other people as a source of pleasure. You know, it can play a supporting role in their overall health and well-being. Or it can be something orientated to relationships and seeking enjoyment and comfort and emotional satisfaction. Both perspectives, you know, they are valid. It's important to strike a balance between nourishing the body for dietary senses and then allowing occasional indulgence for pleasure and enjoyment. A well-rounded and varied diet can prioritize both unprocessed foods and that would have the necessary nutrients for optimal health and then allowing room for the occasional treats and enjoyment of food. Like, what is calorie intake versus expenditure? Like, the balance between calories and the expenditure of weight gain and loss is quite crucial for the overall body composition and how to, how much you want to manage it. And that comes down to, like, your own personal lifestyle and choice, doesn't it? Consuming more calories of the body means that you are going to gain weight. Having less calories means you will lose weight, depending on what is actually going on in your life. It is important, though, to know, like, the concept of calories is just one aspect of a complex metabolic system. I mean, like, the quality and composition of one's diet, along with factors like individual metabolism or genetics or overall lifestyle, can influence the body's weight and health dramatically, not just compared to what you're eating. 
but a balanced approach to calories and this is where i'm very much stickler a balanced approach to calories and the intake understanding what you are actually eating and the caloric based needs benefits and factors for it that help or are influenced by your uh, age you know your activity levels your sex your goals whatever it is and the overall diet can provide appropriate amounts of information for how much macronutrients carbohydrates proteins and fats vitamins minerals that you would need as a person and then if you were to figure that out you would know okay this is what i need to eat and this is what i can have to indulge on depending on what your lifestyle is but it is worth mentioning that maintaining a healthy body weight and overall well-being goes beyond the balance of calories like other factors play so much more in dietary patterns like physical activity sleep stress and individual genetic factors they all contribute to the nature of weight and health not just what you're consuming that's the third time i've repeated that sentence and i think it's more so for myself it's not just what you're eating it's everything else as well if I may be transparent with you, friends, the amount of times I have sat and just looked at the place with my food and it being like, I don't deserve to eat this, or I shouldn't eat this, or I can't eat this, I have no more calories left to eat for the day, have been too many. It happened to me quite recently. The did I indulge in the day? Probably not. But did I know that I ate over my caloric amount? Yeah. And what did that do to my mindset? For some reason, I just felt so diminished to myself. Literally from just eating too much healthy food. Imagine that. Obviously, you know, I had to take a step back, try and process the situation, move forward and accept, you know, like what I was thinking versus what I was feeling, both valid but where I was wrong and how I should have proceeded. And this is where I'm now promoting the professional aspect. Like it's always good to, pr to consult with medical professionals as such doctors, dietitians, personal trainers often um, who have access to medical databases on how best to guide you towards your physical and dietary needs relevant to whatever research they actually use and know and implement into their practice. Always know that a doctor is not a dietitian and a personal trainer is not a doctor. They all serve a purpose. Never think that one person should know everything. Like when reviewing what works best for you, it could change. It could change based on how your lifestyle changes, what you need in terms of like physical exercise, what you need in terms of a diet in order to feel good in your body. But one thing that happened weeks ago was I put up a post to which I was then further educated by people, which I appreciated on certain aspects of the body mass index or the BMI, which is a wide scale and it provides an estimate. And when I say an estimate, very obscure if you're not using it properly. 
estimate on the individual's body fat based on their height and weight and it is meant to tell you now like if you would be underweight the right weight overweight or obese but there are both benefits and limitations to consider when using a scale like this like it's an easy calculation very easy and it only requires your height and weight and then the formula of calculating the BMI would be in kilograms divided by height in meters so like imagine BMI is equal to the weight um, divided by height it's a quick assessment like it provides quick um, assessments for the body composition and then can help identify individuals who may be at higher risk of certain health conditions and you know excessive body fat heart diseases etc but it does not distinguish between fat mass and muscle mass which could like sway completely how your actual body is because the account for a difference in body fat distribution does come down to your waist but how much muscle you actually have as a result individuals could have a higher muscle mass such as athletes who are higher in proportion of muscle could be classified as overweight or obese despite the fact that they have such a low body fat percentage ethic and gender variations for the bmi you know they don't consider um, variations of body composition based on ethnicity or gender so if an individual was um Asian descent from a higher percentage of body fat to a lower BMI value compared to individuals of other ethnicity. Ethnicity. There we go. Say that 10 times fast. And there is a massive health risk mal, uh, miscalculation or classification. Like the BMI alone does not provide a comprehensive assessment of an individual's health status, other than factors such as waist circumference blood pressure, blood uh, lipid levels, lifestyle habits, these should all be considered to evaluate the overall health risk a person could have, not just based, based on their height and weight. And it's not suitable for individuals with extreme body compositions. I mean, the BMI may not be accurate for individuals with extreme um, compositions, like a bodybuilder who would have a significant amount of muscle and there is like a psychological impact to all this relying solely on the BMI to measure your health and self-worth could have such negative psychological effects and it could contribute to massive body image concerns, body shaming even, and a proportion of unrealistic body standards. This again, very cyclical going back to what the mass media shows, how we think we should look. But to be in conclusion for this, like the BMI can be a very useful tool for the population to have a level assessment or as like a starting point for evaluating the body composition and its limitations when applied to individuals. It can be important to consider additional factors though, such as body fat percentage, waist circumference, the overall health indicators of a person, along with individual circumstances in their lives and their goals to form a more comprehensive understanding of like an individual's health status. Consulting a healthcare professional, like a doctor, medical practitioner, PT, dietitian, would be of so much more benefit than just sticking to the BMI scale.
I would like to go back to cite Ben Francis, the founder of Gymshark, when he said that exercise is not about physical appearance. It's not just about physical appearance. It's about taking care of your body and your mind, how regular physical activity has the power to transform your life by improving your physical fitness, boosting your confidence, and enhancing your overall well-being. It's not always easy, but the rewards are worth it. Make exercise a non-negotiable part of your everyday life and witness the positive impact it can have on your mind and personal growth when used properly. Mel Robbins, by God, I love this woman, when she says incorporating exercise into your everyday life and routine is not just for your physical health, but also as a form of self-care and personal growth. Exercise releases endorphins that boost your mood, energy levels, helping you tackle your everyday life with confidence and positivity. It's a powerful tool for managing stress, improving mental clarity, and cultivating self-discipline. So, stop wasting time looking for motivation and find your own. Or find your own within yourself. Prioritize your well-being by making exercise non-negotiable. What I'd like to finish off with is exercise is not just for physical fitness. It's not just a case that certain people who are fit are going to be physically active. Anyone can be active. You always have to start from somewhere. But it's about nurturing your mental health as well, not just stepping on the scale. Building self-confidence, fostering personal development, incorporating exercise into our everyday lives so that it can be improved for physical and mental health. Enhanced self-esteem and overall personal growth So let's prioritize, you know, moments to embrace the benefit and unleash our full potential through this transformative power of exercise. Yeah, that was the point of this podcast. Exercise is good. I think I'm going to leave it there, friends, because even though I cite it at least three times how sleep is the best part for physical fitness because it also helps with recovery it is half two in the morning i should have been in bed and then me being me just went last minute and decided to paint my house don't ask me why but hyperfixation took over and next thing i know my kitchen is torn apart and the white paint is halfway over the wall patches everywhere it helps but so does physical fitness for our mental health. Even if it's so much as just getting up, taking a walk around the block, taking a walk up the stairs, going from one room to another, whatever you can do, do it. Anyway, guys, we're going to leave it there for today. Thank you for being here with me. I hope you have a good day and the day you deserve. Guys, I thoroughly, thoroughly hope you liked this podcast if you did please give a thumbs up like comment subscribe tell me what you'd like to hear next what we can discuss next tell me who you'd like me to bring on for interviews hear other people's stories other people's truths and passions and purposes but for now i'm going to say a farewell a good evening good morning good night wherever you've listened to this whenever you've listened to this i hope your day is both well and the day you deserve 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.